Hello and welcome to Hearty Dose Friends, episode 78. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we're here to answer your role-playing game questions. Chris, we just got a blender. You got a blender? A blender. A off-market Nutribullet. An off-brand Nutribullet. It wasn't off-market. It wasn't like this, <laughs> like I found it in the woods. <laughs> just discarded by a market. A wizard gave it to me. No. What, it was, what are you called- doing with it? A blending items. Well, yes, but like in, in a will it blend YouTube way or in a no, I, I, I'm I trying want to, to get healthy. I need, I'm on a juice cleanse. Um, I'm on. I'm not sure about juice cleanses, honestly. I have done um, a juice cleanse. They are the actual worst. Yeah. What? So what was that like? Um, you know how? F- first off, food is good. Love it. Mm, big fan of that. Mm. And you know how being hungry is bad. Yeah. Now imagine you haven't eaten for a week. Wow. And all you've got just tastes like beetroot. So, so, so what do you replace food with in this juice cleanse? What are you cleansing, anyway? Your body of toxins. Of pleasure? Oh, toxins, is it? Yeah. Pleasure. Um, I'm cleansing this vile yeah, pleasure you, from my body. You, you just get all your nutrients from liquid. What does that do to your turds? So you have to include, I think they're called sicilium husks. Okay. Which is stuff that you can't digest. To bind it. To literally bind it together. Otherwise, in the darkness, as I found out, <laughs> what goes in must come out. Just beetroot. Yep. Jesus. That is really? not a pretty sight. No, bloody hell. That's, the fear. Well... The fear. <laughs> that you're just losing your insides. <laughs> And after being that hungry for yeah, that long, and, and I, I like like you're like you're you're slightly delirious and not really thinking in tip-top condition. Mm. So I'd imagine that when that when you go and it looks like you just shat out a kidney. Yes. you might think maybe I just shat up. Maybe I, maybe this kills me. This is the end. Maybe this is how I die. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Mm. Oh, I'm not doing that. Good. Um, it's not a, it's not a juicer. It's a blender. Um, so I'm uh, mainly using it. So we, we we had a previous blender, but it was one of those um, industrial revolution grade, um, <laughs> hand cranked, hand cranked. Well, hands cranked. Wow. In the diver boy called hands. <laughs> was it was it actually a mangle for drying clothes? A little bit. Yeah. Um, it was a washboard. I just sort of mushed oranges. <laughs> just, just really, just really smashing a peach against it. What is a washboard but a very blunt grater? <laughs> It's an unfinished grater. It's got no holes in it yet. It's got holes in it. Does it? I always thought it didn't have holes yeah, they've in got, it. Yeah, they've got slats so the water goes through. I always thought they were just ribbed. I don't believe so. I think they're, they're, like, they're basically like a, like a window blind. So when somebody which... says you've got washboard abs, mm-hmm. that's terrifying because that means they're missing part of their stomach <laughs> and presumably can be pulled up and down. I think you might have misunderstood the, uh, the, the, the phrase washboard abs and then it means your body is lumpy like a washboard oh. but like but also also like hard like a washboard so you could theoretically do your washing on them not having a small victorian woman clean her clothes on you no although someone's fetish i'm sure well yeah yeah no it's for adding um, to saved searches <laughs> i'm just gonna put up a google alert for that pretty much <laughs> I've been running occasionally, not much, but some. That is good. That's positive. A little. My partner's been running far more than me. In the at six thirty in the morning, she rolled over in bed. It was like I'm going out on a run. Are you coming with me? And I'm like I'd spent the last hour awake thinking like I've got. I said I'd go out with a run, but it's only three miles. It's only three miles. I can go out for three mile run. They can come back home and have a smoothie. Uh, I'm like, how far is it? She's like, oh, it's five miles. Ah, fuck that. Now I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like the distance from your bed to the kitchen is infinitely shorter than, than from your bed three miles and then to the kitchen. You can well, just I wasn't skip doing, the run I wasn't and doing get it the for the smoothie. Oh, okay. I wasn't doing it for the smoothie. I was doing it for health. Right. I don't um, which I'm which I'm assured is useful. The like the older you get, apparently the more useful it is. But also the harder it becomes and you have to keep doing it. You can't just do it once. Oh, and then, like, get all the health... It's not like taxes. Yeah, ha- like, that's the thing. Like, you do your taxes once a year. Or, in our case, we have accountants who do our taxes once a year. Because 
by doing some sort of loopholes that I do not, un- I should not, should not. Uh, sorry, Tim. Um, so we we have accountants and lawyers. Just a message to our lawyer. Can we mention our accountants on the show? <laughs> P- please write in. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think what we're doing is. I don't think you'd call it fraud. What we're doing. I'd like to point out that we are definitely not committing fraud. Yeah, hundred percent. That's sorry. Yeah, this isn't like a jokey joke thing where I say I don't take drugs. Um, we're definitely not doing fraud Look, on the show. Please um, don't ever insinuate that our company is doing fraud. Well, do you want to now say something fun that the, the court will be forced to listen to when this is used as evidence? <laughs> uh, nice wig, asshole. <laughs> Did your mammy knit that? <laughs> um, I so, think that we should get away from the fraud situation. Point is, I got a blender and it's cool. Right, and I've, I've had a couple of protein shakes, and I've drunk my breakfast over the sink in thirty seconds flat, and it's both efficient and nauseating. See, I cannot. Re- it's not as good as a bacon sandwich. I also have a blender, right? But what I do with mine is I put two bananas mm-hmm. and two tablespoons of peanut butter in it, right? And then like, and like then almond, almond milk or something, and then almond milk, and mm-hmm. I've made a milkshake. Yeah, and you it's have that, delicious. You? Yeah, it's not good for you that one. I don't think. I don't understand. I feel we've, infinitely better afterwards. We've got, you've got like protein powder in ours. All right, there's potassium in mine, but there's no potassium in yours. That's true. Yeah. Hey. Right. I mean, I mean, I do. We do put banana in it. Who's so going to die first? You. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. And like, I'm assuming it won't be an action death. No. <laughs> no. No, it no. will be slow. No, like, we, we've stopped doing things stupid enough to kill us. Yep. <laughs> we stopped that very early. Yeah, I mean, aside from the drinking. Obviously. I mean, but it's, stop but that. it's literally it's possible. Not, it's, not like, it's not like a sudden, exciting, do it for the vine death. No. No, it's going to be the way that all my grandparents died. <laughs> we have... We have... <laughs> we have <laughs> too real, too real. Um, too real. We have. Oh, we didn't get on. We have. We have long passed the time where we can use the word extreme in front of something we're doing. Um, extreme danger of alcoholism. All right. The, let's do some questions, Chris. Let's do some questions. Shall I ask, or shall you? Uh, you ask me a question. Okay. My eyes are tired from, I will stop from this voice because it is the worst. Thank you. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was coughing. Oh, there's a little rabbit's cough. And I think this is an, this is an important question to ask you, um, mm-hmm. based on your brand, your public image, yeah, and just who you are as a person. Sad goth. Sad goth. Uh, mm-hmm. Claire asks: Is there any animal slash crime combo that can't be made into a popular RPG? Mm. I think is a very pointed question. Yes, I think it is. It's very pointy. I think that there is definitely a challenge in writing the animal crime genre of RPGs. I'm going to say, I, I mean, I spearheaded it, mm-hmm. um, and like uh, very I'm much of the vanguard. I'm standing on the shoulders of the giants because there is big motherfucking crab truckers, but big, the, the crab truckers there are not criminals. No, they may perform criminal acts, but they're truckers before criminals. Now, the problem is, it's got to be a fun crime and a fun animal. I think that's that's the thing because there are some there are some bad crimes that aren't funny. There are some like genocide. Yeah. Not a funny crime. Like you, robbing a bank, funny crime. Funny crime. It like kind of It's easier to make it funny. Yes. Fraud not funny. Yeah, just not like super bad compared to a lot of crimes. Like but voting against equal rights. Yes. You know? Uh, yeah, um, like um, discriminating against someone based on their sexuality or gender. Yeah, but hate, you're a just newt. just hate crimes in general. <laughs> yeah, hate crimes aren't great. Do not um, put those in an RPG, please. So, the other problem you've got is you have to get a fun animal. Mm-hmm. So, like um, lizards, not great. Really, especially well, like, or like I mean, I mean, th- just just to put that in in context, they did make a film about them called Rango. Chameleons are different. Chameleons are cool. Okay, what actually. about geckos? Yeah, actually, this is a monitor lizards, Komodo dragons. Yeah, Jesus lizards. 
those lads who do the little uppy downy dance in the desert with their feet. Those are great. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lizards. How about amphibians? Frogs. Oh god, yeah, newts as well. They're pretty great. All right. There's got to um, be a bad animal that's just rubbish. Snakes. Not much you can do as a snake. No, that's true. You don't have any limbs. But you can think... do a sort of Sir Hiss from Robin Hood thing, wear a little hat and a cape. Oh, and sort of, and, and like and like call your limb or call your body around something to act as a limb. Hmm. Mm, okay, yeah, alright. I'm beginning um, to think that there actually aren't any bad animals, only bad crimes. Sea cucumbers. Wait, I've got it, Chris. Eels. Eels! Eels are an unfun, disgusting, monstrous species. They're horrendous and And we should shocked. do some of the bad crimes to them. <laughs> Every eel is a nightmare zone. Con- concentrated into the form of a wet snake. I, I remember I was in Australia visiting you, <laughs> hmm. and there's this beautiful <coughs> park, absolutely yes, beautiful. The, the botanic gardens. Yep, and the gardens. there's this beautiful water in this pond, hmm. and there's like lily pads and there's birds beside it, and it is roiling with eels. More eels than water. Like if you drop food in. The surface tension of the water is such that it that, that it just bubbles. It is just this single large mound where the eels mm. are fighting over the food. Yeah. I have never been so scared to go near water. Yeah, and like they're they're definitely big enough to get a finger. They yeah. wouldn't get your arm off, but they'd have a finger. Oh, but they would get your arm off by taking finger-sized chunks. Oh, like they like they drag you in. Yes, and they would burrow. There was a little sign next to that pond. So, like, there were ducks and there were eels, and it said, hey, sometimes you might see ducklings be- being eaten by eels. And there's, and there's, like, a little picture of, like, a scared-looking duckling, like a cartoon, going, like, oh, no. And it's like, hey, this is completely natural. And often, when eels are young, ducks eat them. So it's fine. You just can't see that bit. <laughs> so, so, yes, there is an animal crime combo, and that is an eel doing hate crimes. The other... <laughs> That can't be made into an RPG that's fun and marketable. Neo-Nazi eels. <laughs> I guess not technically a crime to be a neo-Nazi. Why? Oh, look, man, freedom of speech, huh? <laughs> Don't be that guy. I'm, th- I'm not supporting Nazis. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's, it does sound like it, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, eels, the other horrible thing about eels is when it rains, they get out of ponds and go around the place. Oh, like you know, like that that beautiful pond, um, the uh, the ocean was next to the uh, to the pond, and I believe sometimes when it was wet, the eels would move between the ocean and the sea. Sorry, the, between the ocean and the pond on on wet grass. I didn't know that, and didn't the, need to. The first time I discovered this, I was going urban exploring. Uh, I went urban exploring precisely once. And they told me to make up a fake name, which was the most exciting part of the of the night. Oh, what was it? Uh, I, I, I went as Rook. Oh, was my not name. Brent Huckley. <laughs> Brent Huckley. Yeah. <laughs> Librarian space explorer. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I went as Rook. Um, Dirk Sheath. <laughs> Sorry. Hannity Shaft. Oh. That that won't get you in trouble. Brigand consummate. Oh, actually, that's really good. Sorry, consummate. Because otherwise, it's, yeah. Um, I went urban exploring in Australia, and I was we were walking through these storm drains, and the deal is that if it's rained really recently, you're not allowed to use the drains, or if it looks like it might rain, because shit, you don't want to be there when it happens. Mm. Um, but it had rained about a week ago, and it all looked pretty clean. So, it, so we, we we went down to Sydney. Uh, and poked around some storm drains for a bit, and it was kind of fun because, like, it was it was the first time out for a lot of people, including me. And so they were like, "Hey, this is going to be a really basic one. We're going to walk down these bits. Um, we're basically it's not illegal to be here, but they don't like it when you go here. Okay. So you're not going to get in trouble per se, but they'll just we'll just have to leave if they ask us. Um, like like being a, a skateboarder. 
Yeah, basically, yeah. And like, and so we were walking down, and there were all like the cool marks like on the wall where where, where like other people had had had, had been there before, and mark, and it was great seeing like there's marks going back twenty, thirty years from like, when people had come down here, and that was really cool. And there were deadly spiders at face height. Oh. In in a dark tunnel. No, but nope, nope, yeah, nope, nope, nope. bad, 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 bad. Um, but the worst part was there were puddles with eels in. Oh, and I was like, oh shit, sorry everyone. There's 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 a goddamn eel in this puddle. I should I should and like, and like not like no oh, little eel. Like we're talking at least three foot, and like and like thick. Yeah, don't um, be bastard. Yeah, uh, I'm like that's the and and they're just like ah yeah they just sort of come down here when it's wet it'll fill up again it'll swim away it's fine. No, don't no. Number one I, advice for life like this is an advice podcast. Yeah, don't be casual about an eel. I just I thought I was safe from them on the land. Mm. Like I've 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 seeded. My personal domain over the sea. I have no particular interest in going there because it's a hellscape. Yeah, I'm not supposed to go there. I'm not a wet thing. I've got a lot of water in me, but I'm not supposed to go in the sea. And I, honestly, I think that's very gracious of you because that's a very mm. large area. It's a very large area. All I want to do is live on this 30% of land that we've got here. And, you know, where stuff grows and you don't drown. Yep. And you can breathe. And eels are like, oh, you know what? Let's just hang out on the land, maybe. That is exactly how an eel sounds. Uh, I've got a knife. In me. I've swallowed a knife and I'm going to puke it up on you. Mm. Eels. <laughs> just eels. Um, so yeah, eels, eels are a bad crime. So yeah, eel hate crimes are a terrible role-playing game question but that's basically it I think, I think you can do it. quite like sharks but you've got enough variety in sharks you can play around with that yep um birds are okay like tapir match fixers <laughs> that's a great game <laughs> which like like meeting I wanted to meeting, go down in the third meeting meeting the meeting the boxer as he goes into the arena and like not like the tapir isn't in a coat or anything or disguise it's just a tapir hanging out the back of the arena yeah right, but like if, if, if you see tapirs come over here boys they often do that thing where they rear up on their hind legs to tear open a termite mound oh do they oh is that why they've got the noses mm. checks out I mean admittedly I am conflating them in that thing in my head with an aardvark but and, and eaters, yeah. they're kind of more like deer but they can go up on their back legs and it's weird okay yeah well most things can go up on their back legs some shouldn't like an eel. Just, yeah, they don't have legs, thankfully. Yeah, which is yeah. why I shouldn't. I stole these legs from a boy. <laughs> he, was, he was three years old. And, it's, and, it's, and it's, like, it's, it's like he didn't take the arms, he's just got these sort of pale mm. child legs strapped to his back, which are sort of like kicking semi-independently. Oh. That's Can how I get got into your kitchen. Really yeah, get off pounds. <laughs> I got my horrible slime on. Not hagfish, thankfully. Um, no, well, eels are slimy, I yeah. believe. Um, Ask me a question. Anyway. Presumably role-playing related, I guess? Oh, maybe. Um, Charlie X says, When have you modified the rules of someone else's RPG and had it go very well? And when did it go very poorly? Uh, so, uh, to answer the first question, Mark, mm-hmm. never. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! It's simply not worked, has it? Um, for me, homebrewing stuff has generally gone very badly. Mm. Um, because when you fix a part of a rule system, mm. it generally has this weird domino effect. Well, where suddenly you how, have to fix the next bit. Depends how well structured the game is. Well, Dungeons and Dragons, a very structured game. Mm. The contour makeup of role-playing games, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's just I, I'm I'm very very bad at it. Mm, um, that's fair. Whereas I mean, I, I, doing it from I, scratch, it works wonderfully. Mm. Um, I I house ruled Dark Heresy mm-hmm. uh, a lot. The the main thing I house ruled was every psychic power rule. <laughs> 
Uh, I also bought so Dark Heresy has the has has the rule where if uh, if the Psyker character rolls a nine on their summoning dice, or the power summoning dice, uh, the GM gets to roll on the perils of the psychic phenomena, and then if they're lucky, perils of the warp table. And um, I had a house rule that if if we rolled a boring result or that one that wouldn't have an immediate effect, I got to re-roll. <laughs> I like that. See, that kind <laughs> Which, of works. Yeah, it was things that, it, like like we were playing a game in a hive city, and the psycho rolled a result which was all of the animals nearby are spooked. I was like, "There's not been an animal here in three hundred years. Roll again." <laughs> I don't think I don't think we've ever done a hack, have we? Um. I've certainly taken inspiration from games and not told anyone about it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, Honey Heist is lasers and feelings. Shh. Shh. Tell no one, especially not John Harper. It's lasers and feelings with a better cell. Who is probably awfully aware that it's lasers and feelings. (laughs) You know, he's been a class act and hasn't sued, and I respect (laughs) that. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Well, I suppose technically it's all out of bubblegum. If if all out of bubblegum and lasers and feelings made out. Yeah. That'll be fine. But like, um, I don't think either of us have ever done like a like a straight hack. Um, no, I don't think we have. No, um, I've I've modified games, um, and like every game, I mean, I tend to modify the rules, and like I don't run anything by the book. I I feel I should point out here that your your traditional tactic isn't necessarily to modify; it is to ignore. That's a modification. I would argue that soaring mo- off a <laughs> soaring off a shotgun is modifying a shotgun. Okay. Yep. Fair. It makes it less no, reliable I'll, I'll and much less legal. It just it just feels like you should put something back on there. <laughs> I don't know what in the case of a double barrel shotgun, <laughs> some PVC piping, a knife, some LEDs, <laughs> an MP3 player, like an old iPod Classic. Yeah, well, you don't want to put a good one on. No, obviously, I mean it'll get it'll presumably it'll get damaged by the reverberation of the shotgun. Oh, um, you want to put on a Terminator 1 style shoulder loop to have it hanging under your coat. Yes. There you go. That's what you want. That's what you want. Excellent work. Um, and when did it go very poorly? Have you have you ever sort of hacked in house rules that completely ruined the game? Um, I So, basic mathematics is not a strong point of mine. Neither of ours. No. Like... No. I have to actually... Advanced mathematics, you're shit hotter. I'm pretty good, but if somebody goes, uh, Chris, 7 plus 3, I genuinely have to do it on my fingers. Really? Yeah. You've I got muscle fingers. That works out. Yeah. I can't do it in my head. Um, and I messed about with the money gained in second edition based right. on level. Hmm. Um, and... I'd essentially given them free reign to have any magic item they wanted. Okay. No. Not okay. Not when you're like 12. Oh. And not really a proper GM yet because you don't know what's going on and you're reading from the <laughs> rereading from the script and it's like, mm. well, you just kill it. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Mom. Hold me. Can I actually, can we use this to segue into another question? We can. I think that's very clever of you. Sa- thank you. Samuel asks, The D&D Adventures League recently switched from awarding actual treasure to giving characters one treasure point, or treasure checkpoint, I believe, for each hour played. These can be exchanged for magical items and gold. Players don't get to keep any of the items slash gold they find on the adventure itself. What's the best in-universe explanation for this change? Now, Chris, you did a bit of research on the Adventurers League checkpoint system, didn't you? I did. Can you reveal some, some some the inner workings of it to us? Okay, so when you play a game in the Adventurers League... Yeah, well, actually, what is the Adventurers League? The Adventurers League is the organised play for Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, because um, I guessed at that. Mm, so you have um, log sheets to fill out mm-hmm. so that your character is ratified and, and legal. And then you can take you, that character... Is that character, when you get bitten by a were-rat? That's the one. Uh-huh. Um so you can take then take that character from a game in one shop into a completely different game mm. and still have it carry on. You have a persistent character essentially. Right. And it, and it's and it's in in it's fair. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. like like point by versus rolling di- um stats. Yes. This is very much the point by end of the spectrum. Mm. Um and you gain treasure points based on each hour played. 
Right. So one hour in game equals one treasure point. Okay. Um, and you can then go to your GM. I'm spending thirty four of my treasure points on this new magic sword plus one or whatever. Right. I couldn't find the exact translation. Yeah. Um. This also works with experience points. Okay. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. So you, so you don't get so you don't get XP for doing the. No, you get an XP or whatever per hour. I hate this. But one, one tiny little little rule in the FAQ really really caught me. Okay. Um, which was that essentially hardcover published adventures give more XP and gold per hour than the, the than the free adventures you can download online from Wizards. That is shady. That's that weird. Is, that is, well, I mean, it's a way of selling adventures, I mean, right? Makes sense. This is this is one of the most American things I've ever heard. Yeah, as I as I tried to explain to to, to you immediately after this research, it feels mm. like they're trying to replicate an MMO mm. without a computer doing the the calculations. No, which is a noble endeavor. Well, in theory, like if it worked perfectly, it'd be great. Yes, it doesn't. I hmm. so I think maybe we should maybe we should look this gift horse in the mouth. Right. By which by which I mean. Profit off it, which is not what the saying means. <laughs> we should stare into a horse until money comes out. I think that's what the saying means. Yeah, mm-hmm. which it's, it's in reference to the way people used to store their gold inside horses for safekeeping. Yes. Now, it says hardcover adventures. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume and not do any research. There's not a list of hardcover adventures. It just says hardcover adventures. That's and what you. Yeah, it's probably the worst. What you and I do then is start selling shady. Like in inverted commas, twenty-hour uh, hardcover adventures it only has to be only has to have a hardcover. Mm-hmm. You know, like like that spot the dog book you've got is technically a hardcover. That is true, and in Portuguese, it's six pages long. Mm-hmm. And so we turn these out, and then your GM buys those. Um, and like we, I guess it would have to be endorsed by the Adventurers Guild or whatever. But we'll set up some sort of. Oh, um, we could put their logo on it, certainly. Yeah, I mean, like we can forge it, right? I mean, I mean we could do a crime. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a big crime, but it's a funny crime. Yeah, it's a fun crime, so it's not really a crime. Um, and then, so we'd sell people, and then, like, if they wanted to, like, maybe get a little boost to their character, they'd in inverted commas play this twenty-hour adventure, which just involves I don't know sitting there. It only takes forty minutes to play, but it lasts in inverted commas twenty hours, and then and their characters level up, and so basically we're selling booster packs. Yeah. And for like, characters. And like we 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 can run moody adventurers league games in the pub around the corner. Mm. And just just give away points like candy. Like a like like the equivalent of a uh, a yakuza prize parlor next to a pachinko machine. Exactly, yes. <laughs> that would be us. But the the important part of this this question is the what's the best in-universe ex- explanation for this change? Mm. So the crucial thing here I think is that it's for each hour played. I'm going metaphysical auditors. Otters? Auditors. Oh, that Although makes so much more sense. Otters is much better. They just come and nick your... They, uh, <laughs> they nick your your, your, your favourite rock. or Well, they think it's a favourite rock. It's actually like a plus three sword. And then they, and they paddle off down the river with it looking all cute. Trying to smash it on a rock on the tummies. You ever seen giant river otters? Yes, they're massive. Jesus, they're terrifying. Mm. I don't see. I don't think they should have the same name as those cute little things, which are admittedly dangerous but still cute. Yes, those little lovely guys who have cuddles. They will have your thumb off. Terry Nutkins. Yeah, he lost both his thumbs, didn't he, to an otter? May his thumbs rest in peace. Yeah, well, I mean, all of his thumbs. I mean, he's dead. What? Terry Nutkins died ages ago. We had this discussion the week he died. Oh. <laughs> oh, I blocked it out. Oh, the trauma. Michaela Strachan's still working though. She's and got a live. She's got a live dinosaur show. And Bill Oddie? He's still alive, but I don't care about him. Annika Rice. Um, alive but irrelevant. Pat Sharp. Very alive. Andy Chambers. Um, what the guy who wrote what, the Games Workshop guy? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he works for Blizzard now. Oh, really? Yeah, he does. He, he does. He, he does like world management for Blizzard. I'm not saying he's lost his massive hair. I don't believe it. 
There was there was a recent picture of him, and he looks like someone's tired dad, which I presume <laughs> he, he probably is. Probably is, yeah. Yeah. So, what is the best in-universe explanation for the change? Um. So there's auditors who come around, mm-hmm. and they are they are literally wizards of the coast. Uh, the coast, the coast between reality and unreality, mm-hmm. and they've noticed that characters are getting too powerful and distorting reality around themselves. So they arrive with the official with the official manuscript, take whatever event, take whatever items they got off them in the adventure. Also, adventures are a unit of measurement, like newtons. Okay. Yep. Yeah. They're like a fundamental idea. Yeah, like the, the strong and weak nuclear forces. Yes, precisely. Um, or, or, or hardcover and softcover nuclear yes, forces. Yes, identical. Um, <laughs> you'd, um, you'd, they then have a big old like shop or a magical bag, which you draw out whatever sword you want after putting in the other things. And so, See. or maybe maybe it's like maybe it's like an arm, arm, armistice, amnesty. Yeah. What was your idea? I was trying to to, to weave in some sort of aging surfers, so I could have Go. some Hasbro's. Oh, okay. But honestly, it did, it wouldn't have worked. But it was worth a shot. I, I felt good about it. It was a long walk, and thank you for not making us do it. Mm, it's fine. I just skipped the middle there. <laughs> just... um, so, what I want to see is rather than some sort of auditor or system like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way you can get magic items in this world are through, through these enormous artifacts. Right. Okay. Uh, imagine there's a big artifact in the middle of uh, middle of every town. Yeah. Like in the um, suggested one of the suggested points of light yes. settings where you have there's, to feed there's like gold. Sun. You have to feed gold in and magic items into the artificial sun to maintain light. Yeah. Uh, I think that idea is very clever. Except Brilliant. it's a gumball machine. Yes. Or one of like those crane one. games. Yeah. Oh, the crane game's nice. Because um, it's an element of skill. Yeah. So and you also feed, you tend to not get it. Yeah. You feed the, the gold and the, and whatever is dropped, which mm. which only lasts for like... Let, I'm going to restart that sentence. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. Like in free-to-play shooters. Okay. Um, where you end up getting a gun for three hours. That's is that a thing that happens? Yes. Ugh. It's gross. Um, Jesus. Three hours of play or just three hours? Three hours. Ugh, I want to play now. Um, that's how home. magic items in the wild are. Oh, so, so, they, like, so you pick up once they're separated sword, from a and monster. The, and, yeah, and the timer starts. Oh, that, and then they become that's actually kind of neat. So like, so like, like the like the items are soul bound. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then you feed those into the machine and get these tokens out. Mm-hmm. Which you can then put into the gumball, crane game, whatever, to get out magic items that have a better duration. Mm, so you I'll need have to permanent keep... duration. I, I would go with still temporary but longer. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, you would get a, you would get a magic item which is soul bound to you, so it lasts. Yes. Yeah. Until somebody else took it. Well, yeah. Um, and that would keep that treadmill of like you need to keep getting gold and keep getting this stuff, mm. feeding it into a machine, mm. getting out a new weapon. And hopefully you'd slowly grind your way up to getting better and better items. Mm. I think that in a weird kind of way that would work. Can I can I take your idea and bam it up a notch? Bam away, my friend. Instead of a machine, it is a hive mind magical toad called Plurt. <laughs> I see. Are you plagiarizing our own book? Mm-hmm. Okay. But um but Plur is a Toad the size of I'm going to say a Ford Transit van, not that big. Um, sorry, Transits are fairly small. Well, they're they're fairly small for vans, but fairly big for toads. This is true. Um, and so you'd go and and he'd open his mouth and be like, Plah! and then you'd you'd very delicately, oh my god, so delicately, and be careful if it's a sword or something sharp. Put the magic item in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He closes it, and then in his infinite wisdom, something arrives in your possession. Like you'd pray, you'd pray to you play to Plur, pray to Plur, uh, and there's like he is not everywhere, but in most cities, and they're all the same guy, a bit like Nurse Joy in Pokemon, yeah, um, but a hive mind god, um, and then basically the the Plur who isn't currently working goes home and then orders your magic item on Amazon, and then it's sent to you like next day. 
I would like to continue that, but add mm. to it. Please. Um, which is that... if you've The ever, essence of comedy. <laughs> if you've ever played Diablo 2, uh, I have. there's an item in that called the Haradric Cube. Mm-hmm. Now, if you put stuff into the Haradric Cube and press the button, new stuff comes out. Ah, oh, okay. Um, it's like a re-roller. Yeah, essentially. Okay. However, there are recipes. Oh. So if you put in um, a sword, and for instance, the Tal, Ith, and Eth runes... Okay. You get a you get out a um a shield called rhyme. Ah. Because okay. Talithes is the rune word for rhyme in that game. So ah, I like the, the idea is... that, they're, that, that you're placing like a, a maul, sixty two mm. gold, a healing potion, and a diamond into plur, and then he like That's vibrates and rattles, and then, <laughs> and then the tongue unfurls, and there's your specific <laughs> item that you're trying to get hold of. That's oh, that's actually fun. So that like, you have to find recipes, and there's and there's like there's and, and the goblins will sell you dodgy recipes, which might work, might might not. Yeah, but also don't yeah. forget all of these magic items. When you take them off of another monster, mm. have a timer before so they're like, inert. So but you can put them into tra- play while they're still magic. Oh, I thought you could still trade them while they were inert because that would because like um like going for the mechanics of the adventurers league you get to use the you get to use the magic items you find on the adventure but you can't take them with you yeah no but what i'm what i'm saying is that they're the inert items you feed into a machine you get the token you go to the gumball machine oh plur's also there plur's also there <laughs> if they're active you can feed them to plur for a recipe is it um i can play the shit out of that game is it kingmaker Frampt? From the oh, King Killer Framps from the from the Dark Souls game, that big like he's got a big neck and he comes out of a wet place and you feed him magic items and then he and he coughs up stuff for you. I don't. Remember. I've never completed a Dark Souls game, but he talks in a normal voice and I and I really like the idea of of, of a big vibrating toad that it's not clear whether he understands what's happening. Yeah, like sometimes the toad is frightened and then coughs up a deck of many things. Sometimes the toad is frightened. <laughs> oh, that poor thing! I yeah, Matt. Can we? I think can we, we can um... actually make that. I think that's quite cool. Like a D and D setting. Yeah, but the D and D setting is there are massive toads everywhere who cough out magic items depending on. Like, there's, there's some fun stuff you can play, and I like the idea that goblins are just magic items that got out of hand, or gnomes are magic items that grew up. Yeah. And like, as like, like you'll have just this this hermit out in the woods in a little mm. hut, mm. and he's just living out there for years. And then some, another hermit comes out and goes, "Oh, might have a friend here." Builds a little house next to him. Mm. And when it gets to about five houses, suddenly they wake up one morning and there's a toad sat in, <laughs> sat in the middle. And like, God damn it, we're at town! God damn it, we've, we've hit town state. This was supposed to be a hermitage. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Okay, Plur. Oh, I've got some nerd stuff. I need to go. To, oh, I've got to go to the city now. I've got to get tend to tokens. I've got a potion of spider climb, I guess. I have that. Blah. This is a cloak. <laughs> I've got a cloak, Plur. <laughs> this this isn't even magical, and it's got Plur written on it. The <laughs> branded goods. Merch. <laughs> Now, okay, now, actually... Oh, super down with that. Imagine, now, now, we're really getting ahead of ourselves, but I want you to imagine how well a plushy pleur would sell. Like, you squeeze it, yeah, and it makes the pleur noise, and the tongue unfurls, like one of those um, party blowers. Yeah. And, like, and like, I figured, like, there'd be, like, two pockets inside, so there'd be, like, there'd be, like, the tongue pocket, and, like, you put whatever you want into the tongue pocket, and then the players would put gingerly <laughs> something else into its mouth and then you squeeze the sides of it and it unrolls and says plur. Oh but God. I'd like I'd like a big round toad to have. That would be nice. We're, we're missing the important point here. What's that? Think of the Kickstarter add-ons. <sighs> Bring microtransactions to RPGs. Oh my Pre-order toad. now and get an item that extends a magic item's timer by two hours. You see, one thing one thing I haven't seen much of in RPGs, I'm sure someone's doing this, but is um, having an RPG which is a collectible card game. I'm um, intrigued, um, because okay, so you're, like, you're pushing a lot of my buttons right now. Well, like, I'm pretty sure that this has been done. 
Um, but it, I don't think it's been done well enough for me to notice. Now it would have to be funded by one of the big one of the big dogs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, pr- I mean, probably end up being wizards, uh, but they've got D and D. They don't want to walk that down. Fantasy flight could really do something, but it would be uh, it wouldn't be collectible. Anyway, point is, you have your character. Your character's there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do is um, is you go and buy a deck of cards which has upgrades for your character. Now, certain certain cards only work with certain characters or they mesh with certain characters. So let's say, for example, uh, you have the fire spell, which you have, and that just lets you, you know, um, cast a fireball. Yeah. If, you've got a, if you've got a magic class, then, you, then that costs less power to cast on your turn um, or it costs less to slot into your character. Uh, you could also have magic items, or you have skills, or you have, like, oh, I get plus one AC all the time, you have permanent cards you play on, and you have your deck, which is X cards, and your character's abilities and bonuses are based on these X cards. And so if you want, like, if you want to have more power, you have to go out and buy, physically buy packs of cards from us, behind the bins, <laughs> or, like, or drawn like in, in crayon. Drawn, drawn in crayon while you wait. Um... Or like, I'll, I'll let you buy a proper booster pack of cards, and then you have your characters. Now the issue is, it's not competitive; it's cooperative. So you'd have to make sure that um, you had rules like only the person with the best cards gets treasure, or something along those yeah, lines, something or like, like or like gets to kiss the NPC. So- Shit, you could you could have a card which you play, and it's like, oh, I get to have a nice kiss with an NPC. <laughs> oh man, you could have plot cards. That would be really cool. I mean, there is things like the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Yes, but which kind of does that? That's badly. a card game. That's a card game. Yeah, I, 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 it's quite good, isn't it? The, the, the it's, it is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I've played quite a bit of it. Um, but it's not. It's not a good role playing. It's not it's a good role playing game, game at yeah. all. Um, and also, it's not collectible. Mm. Like what's in the adventure packs is set. Everybody gets the same. Yeah. No. No. This like this. This is going to be wildly unbalanced. Oh yeah. Um, and like and and also the GM gets to build a deck. Oh, and we can do Wait. rotations, What's like a rotation? in Magic. So Magic the Gathering only has, I think it's three, I honestly can't remember, three of their sets active at one time. Oh, so when I see. A, when a new set comes in, it one of the old one sets of can't be used in the deck anymore. Oh, wait, what? So you can't use the old cards? No. Not, not for tournament play. Oh. Well, okay. So you can use them for, like, hanging out and being Oh, yeah, you can use mates. them when yeah, just knocking around the house. But, but you can't go and play Inquisition an official Wizards tournament. Adventurers League, we have uh, a rotation, so they have I guess to buy that helps with balance, but also, fuck, guys. <laughs> so much money, man. So much money. Is it like, do they put out a new set every year? Every yeah. like, How often? So, like, so basically your deck lasts for a year tops. Yes. Bloody hell. Yeah, and then you spend another $3,000 on the new one. We're in the wrong business, mate. We need yes. to get into... I mean, um, money-wise, yes. The marvellous deck of blur. Blur. Which is what I'll call it. Blairstone. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard will come and eat our fucking lunch. Blair the Gathering. <laughs> I can't think of any other good card games. Oh man, I'm 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 in love Netplayer? with this big. I'm in Blair Runner. Um, I, I, I just I'm absolutely in love with the fact that the t- the toad doesn't know what's going on. No one knows why it's there, and it yeah. just appears, and it can't and not appear. It can't not appear, and like, and like, if you kill it, it doesn't. Yes, it just doesn't work. It's like it doesn't eat anything aside from magic items. It, it kind of gets in the way a little bit, but like, if you try and stab it, the sword flies out of your hand and improbably buries itself in your chest. It is just subsumed by plur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you try and stab it, it's like, mm, thank you. I mean, yeah, it is just docked from your sheet. <laughs> would you like? A, would you like a question? Kind of. It's kind I don't of want to develop this game. Ask me a question. Drew Gotobed oh, this guy. says, Dear Grant and Chris, the most heartiest and diciest of friends, thank you so much for answering my question in the previous podcast and plugging my Kickstarter, Meeple Perk, the board game cafe on Kickstarter now. I'm Boo. also impressed at how Grant managed to perfectly copy my voice. <laughs> I have one more question. During a recent RPG I was running, a bit of a who did it, and one of my players immediately guessed who did it based on no evidence, just guessing who I'd have made the bad guy. Any advice on how to establish this? P.S. Grant, I'll wait under the Eiffel Tower for you. Is Drew taking advantage of the fact that very few people write into us with questions? Yes. Because that's now... we He, he has not paid us for, for these two 
I guess plug is the wrong word. Mentions of his Kickstarter. <laughs> Mentions of his awful Kickstarter for idiots. <laughs> no, no, again, again, sorry, sorry. I'm sure it's fine. Good luck with your Kickstarter, Drew. <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to have board game cafes. I'm just, I'm just, just having a bit of fun. Crucially, they did it funny. Yeah, they did it funny, and that's so, and that, that's the important thing. Knock yourself out. Um, so there's there's an important piece of advice for this that I I learned playing. I I actually won't mention which board game it is. Okay. Um, just because it is a sort of board game you can spoiler. Um, Snakes and ladders. <laughs> but if it say say there's a murder mystery going on. There's a murder mystery going and, on. Oh, very well done. And you've got a host of characters running about. And you've got to try and work out who is the dastardly murderer. Right. The savage beast. And one of these people is called Trevelyan. Oh. I'm going to call it that that's the murderer. Because Trevelyan is an evil name. I've, I've, never, I've only ever heard it once in, in James Bond. Mm-hmm. And that he was, was enough. Badly there. That's the, that's every every trend starts with one data point. So it's a bit that's like how having, we generalize. Having one with Goldfinger. Yes. Or Pussy Galore. Is Pussy Galore a baddie? Probably. I don't know. Is Octopussy? Weird amount of vaginas, though. Why was it called Octopussy? What were we doing as a culture? <laughs> because we got from Octopussy to Spyfall. We were revering James Bond as some kind of god. That's true. I mean, Roger Moore was a very different Bond from Daniel Craig. Yes. I've got a lot of time for Moore's Bond. It's very but, silly. Yeah. But crucially, Sorry. did you name your bad guy with an evil name? This is, uh, and so, and this is the butler. Uh, Herod, come through here. Right? If Herod, that's a killer. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he done all the babies. He did. And more beside, I don't doubt. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt indeed, Christopher. He he was a very bad egg. <laughs> and any advice on how to salvage this? Well, I think the first thing to do is, if you've ever played I Spy, and you say something that begins with P, hmm. and so the first person goes, is it paper? Damn. Shit. No. No. Oh, is it pencil? Shit. No. Is it Peregrine Falcon? God damn it. How did just you change past. Just change your answer. Yeah, that's fine. As long as, like, whatever you play, I spy. People don't play I spy to get it quickly. People play I spy to somehow enhance a car journey. Yeah, you need I spy to take as long as possible. Essentially, terrible game I spy. Mm-hmm. Real dog shit tier game. It is useful for making like for basically passing the time. Yes, but. It has. There has to. There is a. There is a grade of I Spy clue which children don't understand. Right. In the. In the. In the. Like, there's a correct grade of I Spy clue where it's like, oh, I didn't immediately think that, but it wasn't difficult. Yes. Or like, 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 it like, it's always oh, surprised because I didn't see that thing, and that thing's become so commonplace to me that I didn't catch it. The issue is, it's also commonly played in a moving vehicle. Yes. Which has a certain time-sensitive flavour to the game. Yeah, sometimes you have mere seconds. Mm. So yes, whenever you play I Spy, hot gaming tip. Uh, pro tip from your MLG gamers, from Chiboy's Chris and Grunt. 360 have, no-scope I Spy. Yeah, have um, have two or three answers. Yeah, just line them up. Yeah, line them up. And then like like let them get the third answer, obviously. Or, just whatever they say the third time, say... Yes, that is that is how I run heists. I think I think that would actually be an interesting way to play I Spy, and indeed murder mysteries, um, which is just <laughs> do not choose. Put a bunch of evidence that it could be anybody, and mm-hmm. the third person they accuse, or the yeah. third word they say in I Spy, go yes, congratulations, it's your go. Now this does this does get tricky if they start contradicting themselves. What do you mean? Uh, sorry, if, if if the evidence contradicts itself because you because you don't know who done it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, fine. Those were red her- Those were red herrings. Uh, those 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 were dimensional rifts. Yep. Yep. Shut up! I have a gun. <laughs> Stop fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> the game's over. Get out of my house. Well done, everyone. You solved the mystery. Wherever we are, get out mm. of the car. <laughs> I know we're not stopping. We're not stopping. We've got car. deadlines. I. 
I think that's I think that's fairly charming, and it is like often how I it's, it's how you and I run games. <laughs> yes, in that we we have a load of NPCs sometimes made up on the spur of the moment, and we push them together, and it turns out ah one of them one of them was a villain. Mm, but which one? But the third one. The third. It's always the third one. I think I mentioned in the previous podcast. One of my players asked me how I ran heists and like how like it seemed very complex and how I did it. And I told them that I just I I had an arbitrary number in my head and once they had that many steps in the plan, it worked. Yep, that's a really good way of doing it. It broke his little heart. It's especially good at things like conventions, I'd imagine, like with people who don't know you. Yeah, like, for sure. Regularly play with you. Yeah, you could run anything by just picking a random number. <laughs> In fact, that is that, that's the only GM advice you need for Honey Host. Yeah. Also, the number is I'm going to say one plus the number of hours you have to play. <laughs> Don't you mean one plus the number of treasure ch- checkpoints? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, should we do an adventurers guild for Honey Host? <laughs> Maybe. It's very difficult because there's no rules in the game per se. Yes. I quite like the idea of like adventurers guilds for weird indie games. Adventurers guilds for Polaris. Yes. Adventurers guilds for hot guys making out. Ribbon Drive Adventurers Guild. Mmm. Bluebeard's Bluebeard's <laughs> Bride organized play. <laughs> Hi guys. So we're here at the uh, the fifth annual um, Bluebeard's Bride tournament, and we're going to see who can uncover the dark truth behind their new husband first. <laughs> The Blue Bride ready. League Season 9 starts here. <laughs> and there's like a flashy intro. And it comes down and there's, and, and, and there's three guys with headphones on doing the announcements. Of you've course, got, you've, of course last sponsored year... Sponsored teams. Sorry? Sponsored teams. Yeah, of course, last year, Johan Torbjornsson took the cup. <laughs> Are we got, can we roll the VT on that? Okay, we can roll the VT on that. Fantastic. And there's... And there's just there's like there's there's Johan Torbjörnsson. He has to cry a bit to make it win, like yep. to, to, to to make it work. So he and also he has to genuinely feel it because this is an indie game. So what he does is thinks about something very sad right before he opens that last door into the room where all the dead brides are. And we're looking at this on table cam, and yes, that Masterful dice is play. cocked. Um, oh, that's 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 going to set them back a solid thirty seconds. <laughs> Hi there, everyone. E-sport. Hi there, everyone. We're we're st- uh, today we're speed running dark heresy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Actually, can I take that one again? Yep. Hi there, everyone. We're speed running gurps, and the players are going to try and make a speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a very interesting glitch when it comes to um, movement types. Uh, they found they can skip the mast section entirely um, and simply just jump to motors. Uh, I can see here um, uh, Jeremy from uh, from Team Halcyon. Fascinating play here. He's using a damage boost. He's stubbing his toe and excusing himself from the room to skip the feet section. And it looks like his character sheet has crashed. Oh, that's difficult. That is that is a difficult one. Oh. The, uh, the, young, the young Bristolian's hopes dashed. <laughs> How do you crash a character sheet? I understood the joke up till then. Okay. And it looks like the Korean team <laughs> have turned up. <laughs> oh. Did we get the times wrong? Did we did we not put it in British Summer Time? Ah, oh, it's a shame. That is always us. Always difficult to get the Chris and I have recorded two <laughs> podcasts this week. Uh, we were on Roll to Play podcast and then I was on a character creation cast. Um, mm-hmm. Chris was not feeling super well, and we got the times wrong by an hour both times, which didn't matter for the for the six pm recording, but sure as shit did matter for the half past eleven at night recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up staying, so it kicked off at half at half midnight, uh, and then I ended up staying up until half past three in the morning. Because uh, fuck you, British summertime. <laughs> my voice went like. In, in the last episode of that, there's quite a lot where I'm just like this, <laughs> and I have to I have to sort of gather myself and take a drink of water and cough. And then, yeah, yes, hello. So I'm very insightful and tall. Yes. God, I was I was just a, I was a hot mess by the end of that. <laughs> uh, you are you are you are you are you are right to not arrive. 
Mm. You were right to be too ill to come. Yes, it was a it was a definite choice I made. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean it was definitely like it was it was a lovely experience. I was very impressed with. So like I should also note they had like three pages of show notes which yeah, went like, out beforehand, and like they had a list of questions. Yeah, you can legit t- um, trust the One Show Network to have prep. Yeah. Um, sorry, they got James DeMarto on the show. Right. And he'd never seen a show with so much prep. Amazing. So apparently it's just them. Because um, oh, what we do the... is we, we just paste questions into uh, our, our, our private Discord for just, yeah. just us. Which just at the you moment, make it sound really exciting. We just use it to talk to each other. Yeah, at the moment it's just got like pictures of Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, there, and, then, and some and then, anime like, ladies talking about juice. <laughs> there is also the private private Discord that you and I have where we just PM each other, <laughs> and and like if there, if there's any links that are truly heinous, we don't want them in group chat. We'll just sort of. Just ping them, ping them over to each other quietly, and I have to, I have to sort of make sure that I keep sending you nice links occasionally, just saying things to you to clear out whatever's on my screen when I when, when I click there. So yeah. it's not, it, it's not a picture of the man with the world's longest penis, which is <laughs> which is because he stretched it out with weights and irrevocably damaged it, and he's sitting like the entire thing's bandaged up, and he's sitting there with a smile on his face, like he has the world's longest penis. And, a, and Chris just decided to send me these pictures. <laughs> That's a dark insight into part of our design process because we, <laughs> yeah, we were at work while we we're writing games. At some point, like you can get really bogged down in rules and setting, and things like Spire are very dark. Um, so it's good to have these moments of levity to really lift the soul. And so I PM stuff to Chris. This fifty-five-year-old man in a straw hat with a bandaged member, the length. It's like I think it's about two foot long. It's it looks almost the length of his leg. Do Google it. it if, it's knee if you length. Really want to hurt? It's yourself. knee length, and it is wrong. Like it is not a functional dick anymore. No. It gone bad. Anyway, on, it doesn't on the work. subject of non-functional dicks, we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you, a, everyone. That was an actual joke. You hear that? I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue right here. Yeah. Move over, Humph. Yeah, get out of the yeah. way. You, old, you, you, you know what? You know, man with a trombone or trumpet. R.I.P. R.I.P. Humph. Yep, it's pretty cool. Still, I did like him in Casablanca. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was in Casablanca. Shut up. Okay. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt. That one is Chris Taylor, and we've been here to answer your questions. If you have a question you want to ask us, you can go to Hearty Dice Friends at gmail.com you can't go there it's an email address you can send us an email to it yeah do try see what you find tell us Um, in an email yeah yeah. but then send us an email to heartydicefriends at gmail.com you can send us a question you can also follow us on twitter at hdfpodcast and if you want to contribute to the show we'd love that you can go to patreon.com forward slash heartydicefriends come and hang out in the discord and get access to our exclusive hidden episodes Mm, such, and... such such as episode sixty nine, where we give sex advice, or one where we just design a new Big Brother house, but for torture. Yeah, and you can also get on the Discord, which right now is largely pictures of my new puppy. Yeah, Chris's got a new puppy called Lilith, who is which, just a darling. Which I'm pretty sure you named when your dad was out of the room. Oh yeah, yeah, you officially named her when she was out of the room, mm-hmm. but and she, she is, responds she is... to it now, which is the funny thing. Well done, my boy. <laughs> she is she is a little darling, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of I kind of just want to come down to see her, honestly. Oh, she would love you. She 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 likes to she likes necks. Oh, I like dogs that like necks. So she'll just like curl up. Like I have a picture of my father, and the dog Aww. is asleep, just wrapped around her neck, Aww. balanced on his spherical belly. Oh. Well, yeah, uh, so there's plenty of pictures of that on the Discord, and honestly, if you ask nicely, you could probably come hang out with Chris and see the dog. <laughs> He's not got much on. No. No. Thank you so much for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. We truly love you from the bottom of both of our hearts. We've joined our hearts together like a Time Lord, I presume. I haven't watched the show. They do have multiple hearts. That's very well they done. They do have multiple hearts. I don't know whether they're one big heart. Very zygotic. Well, I don't know whether they're sort of like smushed together. You know what else has two hearts? Space Marines, and they're much better than Doctor Who. That's not true. Sorry, Doctor Who. Which is better, Space Marines or Doctor Who? Space Marines. They who would win in a fight? Space That's Marines. True. But Doctor Who can, can time travel. But 
like in a, in a fist fight. Oh yeah, like like a fight. Yeah, they just they just bomb the crap out of the TARDIS, wouldn't they? Yeah, just like whatever planet he's currently on, that's just, gone. They'd just invade it and then hand it over to the Inquisition. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, very good. Um, thank you for our podcast. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> thank you for our podcast. Thanks for our podcast. Jeez. It's gone. It's gone. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. Bye.